Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. For this Monday, the 17th of May, the year of our Lord, 2021. This morning, we're laboring under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager, the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF. More on that to come. Jack is ill. He will not be joining us today, we don't think. His list of symptoms is uh, extensive and uh, fairly off-putting. So just trust me when I say he's not feeling well, and we hope he feels better. A great deal to talk about today, including the theme of reactions and counter-reactions. How so many of us are dancing on the strings of either ideology or reacting to the other guy's ideology. And in a weird way, the left and right are, are like controlling each other. It's like um, some sort of pre-programmed dancing automaton act at Disneyland slash Disney World. Uh, it's actually in Florida over the weekend, which I will describe uh, in a bit. But in keeping with our theme that teamwork makes the dream work, let's introduce everyone on the squad, starting with the guy flipping the buttons, pressing the buttons, flipping the toggles, et cetera, et cetera. Technical Director Michelangelo. Michael, how are you, sir? I am good. Um, this weekend I bought an adjustable bed. On my oh. current bed, it was old. I just I couldn't you know, deal with it anymore. It just hurt. So yeah. I got rid of it, and I got an adjustable bed. The wife really wanted one. I wasn't. I, I finally said, "All right, fine. We'll get an adjustable bed." I'm just afraid that she's going to put me in these weird positions. You know, that like I'm going to be sound asleep. She's going to hit the button, <laughs> stick my legs in the air, and then I'm going <laughs> to. An excellent prank that had never occurred to me. Yeah, I have one of those. Of course, you know, I I'm not sure. I, I love the idea, but uh, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. How to do you Judy. like your bed? It's adjustable. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I it mostly came into play, you know, while I'm sick or whatever. I could rest, have the head come up a little bit, so I could breathe, or you know, as I was recovering from various surgeries, it was good. But you know, we don't use it all that much. But uh, I'm not going to mess with my wife because if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's right, as the saying goes. So. Yeah, I might be laughing, but uh, yeah, not happy. Uh, Positive Sean, uh, our producer, smile lights up the room. Sean, what's up? Uh, Doing quite well. Uh, A less said uh, saying, a man alone, often quite happy. Um, (laughs) The uh, uh, I really put my vaccination to the test this uh this weekend do tell um well i just i i was acting like it was the before times obviously with some caveats of you know if you're in a business and they say a mask on but i was i I went out with some some friends and you know gathered indoor and grabbed a a communal drink somewhere now granted i did kind of make sure i was standing by the giant open bay window as i'm still hedging bets here and there um but i even went to uh an nba game you were a you were a J and J guy, right? Yes, yeah, the, yeah the an one inferior vaccine. But anyway. uh, well, it, uh, I can understand why you would be jealous of my single shot uh, success. Yeah, well, you're jealous of my efficacy rate. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you went to a basketball game. That's funny. I went to a, a baseball game. Nice, nice, first time in forever. What, how what was it like? Uh, well, should, should we talk about this now? Why don't we talk about this in a little bit? Okay. But just give me the the quick, uh, you know, what do you what do you call it the uh, the flash description? Uh, it was. 
cool to be back. I told every person working there, it's great to see you, great to be back, that sort of thing. I was just trying yeah. to, you know, emphasize that uh, to them, too. I appreciated it, all of them. Sure. But COVID paranoia-wise, though. Yeah, uh, it seems to be... Uh, these these larger events are going to be a lagging indicator in terms of what the actual precautions you should be taking on a day-to-day basis are. Yeah, I will tell you this. Uh, in the world of Bezabal, it is still uh, July of last year. I mean, still all sorts of antiquated, now no longer, everybody knows they're no longer needed uh, methods, and it's just, it's silly. I just, I think the sports leagues are terrified that they're going to be identified as the source of some sort of super spreader event. And so they're acting like, well, and of course, the CDC is partly at fault here, too. We have some more on that, that to come, but uh, they're acting like uh, only a tiny fraction of what is now known is known, and just utterly paranoid, but, you know. I suppose that's their right. Just seems kind of silly to me. All right, uh, let's. Uh, is, uh, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we endorse this program. That's what he usually says, right? All right, let's begin the uh, show now officially, according to FCC rules and regs. At Mark. Okay, next we have two young folks who started dating during the pandemic. This is exciting. We're dining outside, so we can definitely take our masks off. Oh no, I don't like the bottom of your face. <laughs> That was a pretty darn good uh, cold open of Saturday Night Live Saturday. That was good. The CDC is utterly hapless. They are paranoid. They are political. They are... I don't think they're incompetent exactly. Well, they have been incompetent at times. But they just don't know what to say and when to say it. And uh, a couple of great articles on that I'm going to share with you. But it's... um. As Jack often says, these are the same people who are telling us not to eat red meat a year ago. Nobody listened to them then. It's a good point. It's a good point. Now it's all of a sudden they're in charge of America. Uh, but their, their credentials, I'm afraid, are not looking very impressive these days. So, uh, that much more to come. Mailbag is coming up. Jack would ask me how it looks. I would be annoyed. It's fine. It's good. It's like it always is. What the hell do you expect? <laughs> anyway, that's coming up next. Stay with us. Do I still have to wear a mask indoors? You actually do not. Great. Well, as long as you're vaccinated. Not, not. Oh, then that's bad. Well, I'm entering a bar at 11 a.m. Did you really think I was vaxxed? Because that's on you. You're right. I deserve COVID. And (laughs) see. The premise being that Dr. Fauci, Kate McKinnon, had uh, asked uh, a bunch of doctors who were had minored in trauma or something like that to prepare skits to explain the CDC's mask policies, and it was utterly incoherent, which was absolutely perfect. I love the thought of a doctor who's a minor in theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I know several doctors 
Partly, you know, I, I play a lot of golf, and doctors play golf, right? Yeah, you know, the old cliche. Partly just because I'm an inquisitive person, and when doctors find out what I do for a living, often they're kind of curious about my living, and we end up hitting it off. So I know a bunch of doctors, and I have access to ask them questions. And there are a number of them who are utterly colorful, interesting personalities. I mean, they're just really cool, interesting people. And then I know a handful of just scientists. I mean, they are, they probably have some inner life. You know, they probably have so, they probably draw outlandish comics or something like that, but they never show them to anybody. But it's interesting. A big mix of people, I think, uh, uh, throw on the stethoscope and the tools of the trade. Anyway, mailbag. Dr. Fauci, I cannot vouch for. I do not know him. I decided, uh, having been inspired by a couple of quotes last week from C.S. Lewis, that we'd continue on with our freedom-loving quotes of the day uh, with the great man, the author. Uh, and he, he wrote extensively about Christianity, but he wrote a lot about uh, government, too, and the nature of man. Brilliant, brilliant fellow. I love this one. This is not so much a freedom-loving quote of the day, at least not directly. It's just a great quote. Courage. Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point. Every virtue, whether it be kindness or restraint or sobriety or or, or anything, when it's being tested, that's when courage comes into play. So courage is the form of every virtue at the testing point. That's good stuff. Uh, moving to the correspondence proper. Ben writes, don't beat around the bush. Just call us non-vaxxers what you would in your home. At least Hillary had the balls to call us deplorable. Let's hear your real opinion, Joe. Facts are there's many of us, and we hear you. My T-shirt, I'm not vaxxed. No effing mask if I choose in businesses that welcome me. Thanks. Best regards. Uh, all right, in answer to what seems to be a question, I don't call people who don't get vaxxed anything. Do whatever you want. I don't care. It's none of my business. Uh, secondly, I think maybe you have anger problems. So <laughs> never mind the vaccine. Get some counseling. Anger slash paranoia. And like, Apparently, we're misunderstanding each other. I think it's a good idea. I did. I'm glad I did. I'm glad my family has. But do whatever the hell you want. I can't get it from you anymore, so good luck. That's part of the power of getting the vaccine. I don't have yeah, exactly. to worry if you got it now. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, there there are advantages to universal vaccine, vaccination, so the thing can't hang around and mutate and mutate and mutate until finally perhaps it's something horrendous that comes around and bites me in the hiney. So I would prefer everybody get vaccinated from that broad view. But in the short term, no, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Um, I suppose I should be glad you care. Although, again, I, what I think is not very strong anyway. Uh, let's see. Pam writes on the topic of liberals and masks. Even though the CDC finally changed the mask guidelines for vaccinated people, every liberal I know said they're going to continue to mask up. It makes no sense. My husband and I are in Coos Bay, Oregon. Beautiful. Uh, and I just saw a person on this nearly deserted beach walking alone and wearing a mask outside alone on a beach. Here's a picture of the beach. I've actually been to that beach. I know what it looks like, but uh, love the show. Thanks for the reminder. There are some sane people out there. Yeah, there are a few, Pam. Yeah, that's 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 uh, coconuts. I mean, I don't get people. Is that paranoia? Is that you know? There's a there's a chance, and you got to remember this. It's somebody getting cancer treatment or whatever. Although outside alone on a beach, that wouldn't explain that. I mean, 
Yeah, that's just it's either paranoia or some sort of tribal signaling. Uh, let's see. On that topic, uh, uh, Anonymous says, you guys are the only ones that I hear to acknowledge that people who've had the COVID ought to be in the group of vaccinated people as being somewhat protected against the virus. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's funny because I heard the conventional scientific wisdom is if you've had the vid, especially a mild case, you don't have nearly the antibody uh, total that people who've gotten the vaccine have. Then I heard a radio interview with a guy who had that very situation, and his doctor tested him, and he has loads and loads of antibodies. So that science is probably still evolving. I don't know, but you're certainly uh, more resistant than if you hadn't had it. Uh, let's see. Different topic. Uh, Ryan from Houston asks, why does Hamas get a pass just because they're bad at killing people? They still really want to. Well, yeah, among the uh, the young, idealistic, liberal crowd, whoever has less power is always the good guy. And whoever has more power is always the bad guy. So, of course, Israel's the bad guy. How can they not be? They're a big, nasty, nasty bully. Um, except that they are, well, we actually have some tape on this, uh, Netanyahu explaining the difference. Um, uh, Sean, which one of those is, is best in terms of trying to minimize uh, civilian casualties, 60 or 61? Do you remember? Uh, let's try 60. Yeah. Well, we hope that it doesn't continue very long, but uh, we were attacked by Hamas on uh, our National Day, Jerusalem Day, uh, attacks, unprovoked attacks on Jerusalem, uh, and then thousands of rockets and missiles on our cities. Uh, and I think any country uh, has to defend itself. It has a natural right of self-defense. We'll do whatever it takes to restore order and quiet uh, and on the security of our people and deterrence. We're trying to degrade Hamas's terrorist abilities and to degrade their will to do this again. So it'll take some time. I hope it won't take long, but it's not immediate. All right, well, we can get onto the other tape a little bit later on, but he he makes the point that uh, Israel tries uh, to minimize civilian casualties and Hamas is trying to cause them. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, uh, there's there's some argument there, because he, he said at the end, we want to degrade their will to ever do this again. So often that is uh, accomplished through devastating attacks that sap the will of the people. But uh, on a uh, related topic a friend of the show writes uh, a relative is a security contractor there in israel gave me a quick rundown on more or less what occurred uh, since thursday and i'll bet you've been following this story uh thursday afternoon the israeli defense force tweeted out that they were currently invading gaza with a ground force however in fact they were not invading invading gaza with a ground force and later the israeli uh, military spokesman said oh i i'm sorry i misinterpreted some news from the front it was a mistake nobody bought that it was absolutely deliberate getting back to the the email Mossad was counting on this idiot stupid corporate media wapo cnn apa uh, al jazeera etc to run with that tweet without verifying it and report to the world that israel was indeed invading gaza, gaza and they were indeed why is this important well, with the help of Iran, Hamas has been constructing a vast network of large tunnels underneath Gaza since 2014. I think they, they call it, what, the, the, the superhighway or the, the metro or something like that. Um, and uh, Israel is aware of this and that in case of an invasion like 2014, Hamas would retreat into these tunnels in order to rearm and prepare and launch the counterattack. And they did. Not long after the tweet was reported by various sources, Hamas consolidated themselves into this tunnel system and then Israel bombed the living, I can't say that word, out of the entire network. 
they must have eliminated an enormous amount of Hamas fighters. I'm having to edit rather heavily here on the fly, folks, uh, because all of their social media pl- platforms have been silent for days. So that was a, a clever and nasty ploy by the Israelis and appears to, uh, to have been successful. So I've come across, uh, we'll get to some more emails later. Oh, you know what? We didn't get to my favorite one. Maybe we'll kick off the next segment. Uh, it's, it, it is about the bizarre Kafka-esque nature of getting government handouts right now. Um, it's, it's very clever. We'll share that with you in a second. Plus the utterly floundering CDC and how they have completely lost the faith of the American people, probably deservedly. So stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. friends from three different households we're all half vaxxed and traveling by train from florida to the uk (laughs) one of us is old and severely at risk and one of us is a baby (laughs) so how many of us should wear masks and in which order (laughs) saturday night live making fun of the CDC, the mask guidance, etc., uh, well-deserved. Uh, so let me let me discuss or, or begin the discussion of the CDC with a brief personal anecdote. Uh, last year, January 1, 2020, I actually made a New Year's resolution, and I normally don't, but it, it was, and it was kind of jointly with my wife. We decided we're going to get out more. We're going to socialize more. We're going to say yes. We're not going to, we're not going to hesitate and wonder, should, should we do this? Is it expensive? Are we going to, is it too much time? How are we going to uh, get dog care? No, we're just going to say yes. We're going to do stuff. And then COVID hit like 20 minutes later. It was just unfreaking believable. <laughs> so don't try, as Homer Simpson <laughs> would remind us. Uh, so anyway, having uh, lived through uh, the bulk of the COVID thing, please, Lord, please may the bulk of it be passed. Um, I got this. Uh, I got a call from an old buddy of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, and and long story short, he said he was going to be in Florida for several days on business, and I ought to come down and play some golf, and we'll go to a baseball game or something like that. Because he said the Rays are in town. It was Tampa Bay, Saint, Tampa St. Pete area, and uh, since it's past COVID, I thought, all right, that was my resolution. I'm saying yes. I don't care uh, the logistics. I I took Friday off, as some of you know, and the whole show ended up doing doing it. Um, went down, had a fabulous time. It was great. Uh, and I get on travel, airplanes, whatever you have to wear the masks for now. That's fine. I don't care about it. Um, uh, the hotel, I was quite annoyed. Got to the hotel, a uh, big old hotel, and uh, and you got to wear a mask inside. Although there was about 25% of people who just didn't bother and nobody said anything. So that was interesting. Then uh, we went to the uh, the Rays game. Uh, I was reminded they won the uh, the AAL championship last year. The lowest uh, payroll in baseball, as Jack likes to remind us. But anyway, so I get to the hotel bar that evening, and a guy, uh, a guy is a loudmouth dude. He's obviously the hometown guy, and he's entertaining somebody from out of town. So he's telling all about the Rays. We're watching the the game on the the TV there at the hotel bar, and he's, uh, oh yeah, yeah, he leads us in all the caddy. That's our best player there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, center fielder, a great field to can't hit. You know, just know it all, guy. Okay? 
And then at one point, his friend asks him something, and uh, the guy says, oh, yeah, the stadium, it's the toilet of Major League Baseball stadiums. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's a weird park. It's like, I think somebody told me it was built for something else, and it's got like rings of lights in the ceiling that sometimes get hit because it's indoors. It's like domed because mm-hmm. um, it gets so hot there in the summer, I guess. But uh, it's domed, and there are rings of lights that are in play sometimes. And, and, a, and a, a pop fly goes up, and first you lose it in the lights, and then you lose it in the roof, which brilliantly is colored almost exactly the same color as a baseball. <laughs> and so it's like... And so you're never quite sure where the ball is. It's a little weird. And, and that is not an excuse for what, what comes next, which is, um, there's a foul ball. It like caromed off the, the, like a facing in front of the upper deck or whatever and came back and I reached up. Bam. Right in the middle of my right hand. Miss. Oh, muffed no. it. Muffed it. And it went right like three seats down, four seats down, because the, everybody was like socially distanced. Yeah, I know. I know. Shame. I know. I know. You Shame. played baseball, right? I played a lot of baseball. I was proud of baseballing, and I just booted it. Well, yeah, were e- you distracted? Error on the fan. Were you distracted by some sort of novelty food, like uh, like a kebab inside of a <laughs> frozen something? Oh, oh, oh! So glad you asked. How about this? A waffle cone full of coconut shrimp. That sort of thing is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Hello, Florida. But no, no, I was not distracted by that. Authorities believe alcohol was involved. <laughs> as I had been enjoying some fine libations uh, during the game, uh, as we had a, a ride arranged. But uh, uh, yeah, so I booted it, and uh, my friend and everybody around me uh, 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 proceeded to mock me cruelly for the rest of the game. Up. Yeah, yeah, there was a fair amount shame. of shame. Shame, shame, shame. Including every foul ball that some fan uh, fielded cleanly. They would point and say, look at that guy. He made the play. 12-year-old Joe. Nailed yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. So, so I actually, every time a foul ball went up after that, I was seized by the shot of stress. Like, oh, God, here it comes. I'm going to miss another one. <laughs> It's going to be so much fun being able to make fun of my friends in public settings again. This oh. is, I, I, it's so. Is there a better way to spend time? I, don't, I guess groups of female friends slightly different. But sure. When you get a group of guy friends around and they just start ruthlessly roasting each other, oh, yes, that's yes. the best. Yeah. Well, women give each other compliments they don't mean to show their friends. Men exchange insults they don't mean to show their friends. And uh, although I did boot it, but I have stubby fingers. What am I going to do? That's why I wore a glove. I Excuse pointed to the it. field. I pointed to the field. I said, point, to, point out to me the guy playing barehanded out there. <laughs> no, they all got freaking baseball gloves on. All right? Unbelievable. Curse these fingers. <laughs> these stubby little fingers. <laughs> but what was clear to me was that... Um, well, number one, it was, to Sean's point, it was so good to be at a baseball game. It was funny because the scary, scary Google, which knows everything about you, the next day popped up on my phone. It was two years since Judy and I went with Little D, my youngest, uh, to a San Francisco Giants game. 
And and there we were at the ballpark. It had been two years since I'd been to a ball game, which is like my favorite thing in the world to do. In fact, me and my buddy went back for another game the next day. We had so much fun. Anyway, um, all that uh, to lead up to the fact that Major League Baseball still seems like it's uh, six to eight months ago. They still have hand sanitizer everywhere. When nobody, you're not going to get it off a surface. We've known this for for months and months and months. The the stadium must have been I don't know twenty percent capacity or something like that. There's people were way spread out and a bunch of seats were blocked off and and you couldn't stand in any of the standing areas like mm-hmm. by the bar in center field that sort of thing. And it's like, look if you're if you're vaccinated you're fine, and if you're not vaccinated that's your business. Did you have to do uh, proof of vaccination or a negative test or anything to get in? Nothing like that. No. Okay. No. Uh, but anyway, it was great to be back. And, and my gosh, oh, I missed it. I'm sure you all have whatever you missed. Sean, the NBA, the NBA is dead to me, but I respect that. Um, Were you close was... enough to yell at the umpires or anything? Well, yes. Yeah, partly because there was such reduced capacity there. Um, and I have a very loud voice when I choose to be, but I also am at the point in my life where I no longer want to be stared at by a bunch of people thinking, what a buffoon. <laughs> like when you miss a ball, that type of thing. Well, yeah, for instance. Um, uh, yeah, for instance. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Michael. Uh, but no, so yeah, I could have bellowed. I considered bellowing, but I was going to bellow something to the effect of, this is a travesty! Shame upon you! Just something ridiculous and incongruous. But then I thought, no, nah, why am I doing that? Something vaguely medieval times-ish. Exactly. Yeah. Just un- Shakespearean was what I was going to go yeah, for. Yeah. But uh, even through the haze of uh, fine gin, I decided that was a bad idea. Uh, which brings us to the CDC situation, which I don't have time for now. But I will, I will begin the discussion uh, by quoting uh, Noah, not Noah, Jonah Goldberg. Um, who makes a really interesting point, he did Friday in his uh, Friday G-File, about how the mask thing became so tribal and silly in that you had lefty mask fetishization. And just, it's, it's, it's a religious practice now for folks on the left. And then there was a, like a counter-reaction on the right to people just, Howling that masks were stupid and ineffective and, and, and a sign of subservience and the rest of it. But uh, to, to my mind, uh, my friends on the right, and you, if you disagree, that's fine. I don't, again, I don't care. People disagree with me all the time. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, uh, there were a lot of people on my side of the aisle who were reacting so strongly to the people on the other side of the aisle as opposed to acting independently. We were calling each other's tune. Lefties didn't dare take off their masks because people on the right didn't like masks and people on the right didn't dare put on a mask because people on the left said and i just i'm more a fan of independent thinking Uh, think for yourself but again you know that's fine do what you want to do but uh goldberg's writing about that um and he he says the right wingers had a kind of self-awareness that progressives didn't because the progressives assured themselves they were the data-driven devotees of science but as Charlie Cook notes, some seem to lament the CDC's new mask rules the other day precisely because they'll no longer have the convenience of seeing masks as shorthand for people I hate. The debate now is how can we tell if someone was vaccinated, as if this were a hugely important question. 
My, Dr. Michael Osterholm on Morning Jose said, the next question is going to be, how will we know if someone is vaccinated? If you're sitting close to someone at a restaurant or in a theater, how are you going to know if they're just not kind of fibbing? My own response to this, writes Jonah, and it's the same, is basically I don't care. I'm vaccinated. My family and friends are vaccinated. I'd like the people sitting next to me vaccinated, too, for their sake, but I really don't care very much because even if they're contagious, I'm extremely unlikely to get COVID. And if I do, the symptoms are going to be mild. That's what the science says. And to borrow a phrase, I believe the science. So take down on the CDC's floundering in a minute or two, uh, well worth listening to. Uh, also, a, a breakdown of the situation in Israel. How did it get so crazy? And finally, speaking of crazy, I'm thinking at the beginning of next hour, we need to get to the utterly bat-poo-nuts controversy over the Jeopardy contestant who allegedly uh, flashed a white supremacist sign. We are through the looking glass, America. We have lost our friggin' minds. All that to come. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. People who aren't fully vaccinated start taking off their masks along with the people who are fully vaccinated. Aren't we going to see a spike in new cases? Uh, and, And aren't you, in a sense, relying on an unrealistic honor system? The honor system is to be honest with yourself. If you are vaccinated, we are saying you are safe, you can take off your mask, and you are not at risk of severe disease or hospitalization from COVID-19. If you are not vaccinated, you are not safe. Please go get vaccinated or continue to wear your mask. So what we are really asking the American people to do is to, to be honest with themselves and to not remove their masks until they are safe. That's Michelle Walensky, the head of the CDC. I was just reading a piece. I thought I had it around here, but I I was trying to grab it, and it's disappeared. But uh, who I'm told is a pretty solid scientist and reasonable person, really well regarded, the rest of it. But she got into the Biden White House. And you remember that infamous uh, situation where, was it early April, where she said, listen, the science is clear. The schools can be open, and the teachers don't need to be vaccinated. And then a day later, or an hour later, whatever it was, she was utterly humiliated by Jen Psaki saying, oh, she was commenting in her personal capacity at the CDC in front of a banner that said CDC. But uh, no, 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 the teachers union runs the CDC, not Michelle Walensky, said Jen Psaki. And she was suitably spanked and is now clearly so afraid to say anything, so confused by the various, you know, actors and influencers that uh, control White House policy. She doesn't know what to say anymore. I saw her on uh, Fox News Sunday yesterday with Chris Wallace, and a lot of her answers were just a garbled mess because she doesn't know what she's allowed to say, what Jen Psaki's going to yell at her for. Anyway, so The Atlantic has a, a really great piece by, what's this dude's name? Derek Thompson. Uh, the CDC's big mask surprise came out of nowhere. 
said yesterday the CDC announced that fully vaccinated Americans stop wearing masks in most indoor and outdoor places. We all heard the news, right? This is a moment to celebrate. Uh, the closest thing we get to a formal announcement from the federal government that after months of death and sacrifice and ingenuity, something has been won. Call it normalcy. But if you were surprised by the agency's free-your-face announcement, you're not alone. State officials had no idea it was coming. Businesses were caught off guard. Even White House officials were reportedly surprised by both the timing and the substance of the new advice, according to CNN which is a pile of garbage. Uh, The CDC is notionally in the business of offering public health guidance, but when a government agency's recommendations consistently surprise or confuse members of its own government, one wonders if it's serving as a particularly effective guide. And then I like this shot. He says, indeed, throughout the health crisis, the CDC has been so slow to issue guidance in line with the research consensus on COVID-19 that it's brought new meaning to the concept of follow the science. They're now following it by about six months. The CDC was several months late to the idea that surface transmission of the coronavirus is largely mythical. It was months late to the notion that the disease rarely spreads outdoors. Until this week, it continued to issue issue Byzantine advice for vaccinated individuals, even as evidence piled up that inoculated people are at extremely low risk of serious disease or transmission. Well, in terms of serious disease, it's practically zero. On vaccines and masks, the agency's been all over the place. In March, the CDC's initial recommendations for the fully vaccinated encouraged them to wear masks and socially distance around the unvaccinated. In April, the CDC loosened those guidelines but spread confusion by putting out a color-coded matrix of activities and recommendations that was so hard to follow, even scientists admitted they couldn't understand it. I missed that completely. Sean, were you aware of the color-coded thingy? No, but at this stage of my life, if it's color-coded, I just assume it's not for me. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so now it's declaring masks off in a way that is welcome, but weird, and frankly, I can't believe I'm saying this, potentially too broad. Uh, and then he goes into various crap, but then he says, um, Japan... What the U.S. needed and still needs is a simple and clear thesis statement about the virus and the vaccines. No more than 20 words long. That's memorable, etc. Japan settled on the three C's rule, advising its citizens, how simple and smart is this, to avoid closed spaces, crowded places, and close contact situations. Perhaps the CDC could even do better, numerically speaking, with the two commandments of COVID-19. They could go something like this. One, COVID-19 is an indoor aerosol disease. Two, vaccinations protect you. More vaccinations protect everyone. How far did those 13 words get you? Uh, They get you awfully close, which I think is right. Um, Let's see, skipping ahead. Finally, the two commandments interact in a way that offers more clarity and reasonableness than the CDC's announcement yesterday. Um, For instance, the U.S. is not being vaccinated in a uniform manner, so if your state's doing great, uh, stop wearing masks if it's not and, and you're unvaccinated. That's up to you. But the CDC's approach to loosening its guidelines has always been tardy, timid, and tangled. The three T's, if you will. In lieu of clear guidance, it's routinely delivered confusion and surprise, complicated our ability to grok this virus, and mostly done so in a way that followed the science with a six-month lag. That's how you get lurching shutdowns, hundreds of millions of dollars spent on hygiene theater, bans on beach walks. Rules against outdoor bars, closed playgrounds. God, this list of sins and stupidity is making my blood boil just reading it to you. Mass confusion about protecting ourselves and families and a large number of Americans who have tuned out public health officials entirely. Guidance is overrated. We needed an actual guide. 
I think that's a pretty good indictment. The, the And while outdoor activities were being banned, while it, it, you saw the scene in L.A. where the cops waited on the beach for the individual windsurfer to come back to the beach so they could arrest him, the playgrounds outdoors being closed. We were telling you, not based on our independent study, but just having listened to trusted scientists say you're not going to get it outdoors. We at the Armstrong and Getty Show have known this for for months and months and months. And as you know, been howling about closing the playgrounds and keeping the schools closed and the rest of it. And yet the government has been six months behind out of... An excess of caution, afraid of being blamed if something goes wrong, or or some weird principle where once something exists, changing it seems like a big deal, even if the thing that exists is stupid, and everybody knows it's stupid, and everybody's been saying it's stupid for months and months and months. It's easier to let that stupid, stupid thing continue than to have the balls to do something about it. I just, I don't get that. It's got to be something to do with bureaucrats and, and, and bureaucracies and how they breed cowardice. But the CDC has utterly committed suicide in terms of having any credibility. So that much is clear. Anyway, get vaxxed or don't. I don't care. Wear a mask or don't. I'm safe. You be safe. Armstrong and Getty.